It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, we're excited to be back with Beyond the Building in our month of June, building things that are going to last. I'm Debbie Kiever here with Laura Pereno. It has been a full month, Laura, of uh, hot topic discussions. Yes. I loved having Nicole Tice here when yeah. we talked about building foundations. Last week was building a legacy, a spiritual legacy, something that's going to be passed down one generation to the next. And today is a fun topic. It's about building memories, memories that uh, really it's about creating significant moments. So I'm going to actually start off and ask you uh, two questions. Let's see if you can Ooh, remember fun. these. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. Laura, okay. What, were you, what were you doing on September the 10th, 2001? I do not know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, here's the second question. Where were you when you heard about 9-11? I was in the sitting room in my house watching TV with my husband. Yeah. I, I know exactly where I was. I know where Emily was. I know where Dan and I both were. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's only 24 hours apart and Interesting. you could remember one and you couldn't remember the yes, other. Yes. Okay. Here's another one. What was the weather like on the day that you were married? Gorgeous and very, very hot. <laughs> I do remember that. It was a hot, hot day, but it was sunny. It was beautiful. It was it was a perfect day. Hot, but perfect. Wow. So unlike the Kiever wedding, we got married in a month. <laughs> I remember that. A monsoon. Yes, yes you were there. I you do sang. That. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was a bad hair wedding day, right? Oh, it was beautiful. Thank God for beautiful. Aquanet back in yeah. those days. <laughs> Well, that's funny, Debbie, and I have some questions for you. Okay. So what time was your son, Chip, born? Okay, firstborn, 2.10 in the morning. Ouch. Yeah, well, that's the, wow. Ouch, that's for the right sure, word but... for it, too, right? <laughs> Probably why I remember it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And uh, how about this one? When was, What was your uh, birthday meal when you turned eight? When your eighth birthday, what did you eat? Oh, good gravy. Good, no gravy. Did no, you have good gravy? Did, no, we didn't have any gravy. <laughs> no, because we would have been able to pick our favorite food. And uh, I have no idea. Eight years old, funny. I could tell you what it is now at 54. But yeah, right, right. You know, not not at, at eight. Very it's funny. so interesting that these are not hard questions. And yet some mm -mm. of them we knew right off the bat. And some yep. of them we had no idea. So especially especially yours where it was 24 hours apart. You yeah. You think you wow. would know what you were doing on the 10th. Right. But, well, here's the thing, Laura. Memories get embedded in your uh, in the, the remembrance part of your brain when they are laced by strong emotions. It's just mm. from us from a neurological standpoint, that is how a memory gets embedded is when it has a strong emotion. So you think back to uh, September 10th was not an emotionally taxing day for you. But 9-11 was for mm, an entire yes, country. Yes, yes. Right. Interesting. My birthday meal when I was eight apparently didn't have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of significance. And yet right. the, the night that my son was born, I can remember details about what that whole yes. setting looked like. And it was because yes. there were a lot of emotions woven yeah. in with that experience. Well, this is significant because if we're talking about we want to create memories that are going to last, we want to be able to get emotions alongside of them that are going to help seal it in. The frustrating thing, though, is 
emotions can be embedded because of negative things. You think about the fear, something's laced with pain or anxiety or you know some kind of emotional duress. Man, that is going to just lock that memory in place. Yes. And that can create significant flashbacks for years to come. Yeah, and if you think about it on the flip side, just like negative emotions can create memories that we, you know, have a hard time and we struggle with. On the flip side, events that are positive, happy ones also like getting married, you know, and like your son's birth. The emotions that come to that, you know, surprises that come in our lives that are wonderful. I've had some of those. Um those memories get embedded too because those become happy places that we want to visit frequently, you know, revisit often. I am a huge picture taker. I'm a big, very big documenter of things that take place. In fact, my family probably rolls their eyes with the number of family <laughs> photo streams we have going. But pictures are really important to me because I believe that they help you revisit events that took place in your life. Uh, for the years that I was a children's pastor at our church, I uh, took the kids, oh my goodness, 28 times wow. to either winter or summer camps. Amazing. And once those, you know, iPhones got up and running, we could easily bang out a thousand pictures in a week of our kids mm. having fun. And the reason I did this is you spend this whole week with these kids and you come home exhausted and the parents go, oh, what did you do at camp? Mm. And the kids say, well, so-and-so threw up and this yeah. one fell and cut their <laughs> leg. And, and they, they don't even tell about these moments with God or the teaching or conversations until they see the pictures. Mm, and when wow. the pictures come, then suddenly the, the parents realize that they did more at summer camp than like eat too much, you know, chicken fingers right. and get sick. <laughs> so the pictures help stir up the mm. memories of what took place. I remember um, the camp director, he was just a fabulous, he still is a camp director there. He really encouraged all of us to uh, make sure the kids who were going back to homes where it wasn't peaceful, mm. you know, where they had, a, they already had quite a data bank in their, their memories of painful things, painful mm. experiences, he said, this is part of the healing process for them. If you can begin to mm. fill their minds with positive, happy places for them to think back on, it's part of the way that God will bring healing to their lives. Wow, that is amazing. I, I mean, I love taking pictures, but you, you look at it like that. That just mm -hmm. makes it even that much more profound. That's really amazing. Well, today we're going to focus on some practical suggestions about how we can create significant moments. You know, this summer, making and creating moments uh, that will outlast the summer and memories that will also long outlast, you know, me and you, right, and our listeners. We want to have lasting memories for our kids, our family members. It doesn't have to just be kids, significant people in our lives. But we want to start, however, you know, with some instruction from the Lord because we always go back to the Word of God. And God was interested in making sure that His people had significant reminders, significant memories as well. And so if you look back in the book of Joshua, wow, I just love um, the book of Joshua and I love this part in Joshua chapter four. You know, if you look at, at who we're talking about, Joshua and Caleb, they, they carried or led, or Joshua led this whole group across uh, the Jordan River into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb were the only two out of all of these people who crossed into the promised land who had also started off in, in Egypt. 
They had been slaves. They had crossed a different river. They had crossed through the Red Sea and they entered into the wilderness. All of the other people who were going to be going through, they only knew the wilderness, right? So they didn't have a story of the Red Sea to go back to. But here, Joshua and Caleb, they knew something different. They had a whole generation with them of men and women who were not born in slavery like they were. They were only born in the wilderness. It was a whole different experience. And so when you are born in the wilderness and you have not walked on dry land across the Red Sea, you've heard the stories but it's different it's a totally different thing laura when you hear a story that's right. and it's your feet walking that's on right. dry ground and so god god knew that and they had yes they have the jordan river to cross but they also have jericho yes you know they have some big battles coming ahead and they needed their own faith builders and those memories need to come from their own feet walking in victory where god had shown up and done something big in their lives so for this population of people walking across the Jordan River, which they're about to do, God is saying, look, I need to let you experience something, experience the fear of seeing yeah. a river that's dried up, knowing yeah. that at any moment at, at this high level flood stage, it could wipe you out. I need you to feel a little bit of angst about that. And I need you to get across and be able to go, oh my gosh, we yep. made it across. And Joshua and Caleb can say, yeah, now we've seen them do it twice. Yes. You know, so build yes. your faith. If God's done it before, he can do it again. And God was That's making right. sure they had that kind of moment. That's right. And so God wants to give them something that they're going to have as a significant reminder for this memory that they are experiencing. And so when they get to the other side of the Jordan, after they've crossed through this huge challenge, they've had this experience, God tells 12 men, one from each tribe, to take a stone to carry with them from the river, right? They were to go back into the river and they were to get out a stone and they were to bring it out and they were going to build a memorial, a monument on the other side of the river. So later on, when their children and their grandchildren and generations to come would look back, they would see this monument and they would be able to ask their families, you know, what do these stones mean? What is, what is the significance of these stones and what would happen? This reminder, this visual that God had told them to create would represent this memory that the parents or the, those who had gone before who had crossed through this great story would be able to share the memory, create, recreate this memory so their kids could pass it on as well. It was a reminder of what God had done for them because he had created a significant moment for them to experience and he wanted them to keep going with it and not leave it behind. Each generation that is experiencing something profound, like where God was drying up riverbeds or he was parting a Red Sea, the emotions were most strong for those who were walking through. Yep. But then their children and definitely their children's children they can hear the stories. They can be kind of excited that, yeah, my dad was one of those people that walked through, but their emotions are not riveted to a memory. And therefore, one generation away, it's not quite the same impact. Yep. Yep. So we want to try to do things in our family's lives where you're, you're providing an opportunity for the next generation to create their own experience so that their own emotions can get woven in 
and it becomes their story. Yep. Right? Their story. So I started thinking about, you know, how can we take that away and create significant moments for our own families, um, our own, you know, family group, even in a church, uh, that that every each generation has their own walking through experience with emotion so that becomes very real to them and they will then uh, replicate it maybe to the next generation. So I just I was just thinking of the Kiever family, some of the things that we do. <laughs> I'll just mention two of them. But every year when we go on vacation, we take whoever's with us on because now that the kids are older, some people are not with us on particular years and we recreate a picture uh, in the same setting. Um, with, you know, just the same, the same rocks that we're standing on yeah, in Maine. Yeah, yeah. And we have these for our entire marriage. You know, we have these p- pictures that you can just filter through for the years and look at the kids grow. And so my kids, when they have children, their children will be in these same pictures. Yep, and it's, yep. it's a way of reuniting the family. Now that doesn't sound really fun. It, it is for a mother, right? But it's not <laughs> exactly. for a kid. It's not for a kid. Oh gosh, picture time. <laughs> you know, please it. let this be done quickly. Oh, I love but it. there is I something that I did as a kid in Maine where our family would set up on these uh, cliffs of rocks. We would find little pieces of trash. Now, granted, there's not a lot of trash in Maine, but mm-hmm. there was some. And we would set the the trash up, and then we would have target practice throwing rocks at the trash. Mm-hmm. And we would do this several times in that week on vacation. Mm-hmm. And then when my children were young, they would throw so many rocks that their fingers started to bleed. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I know that wow. when I have grandbabies, they're going to be, we're going to be picking up trash and throwing rocks at the trash because that's a memory and everybody has their own experience and funny stories. And as dumb as you may think that sounds, you know, our family has looked forward to that every summer. Yeah. You know, when you're talking about memories with your family, Deb, of course it, it sparks memories with my family. And, uh, Every, every summer, we would go to um, Wildwood for one week in August. That was just our family vacation. My, my father was afraid of flying. We drove. That was it. We drove to the beach. Your father and, was afraid of flying, and yes. you married a pilot. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and actually, long story, another podcast, I'm sure, but my husband actually helped him overcome that fear, which was pretty awesome. Uh, but while I was growing up, he was definitely afraid of, of the air. But one thing that we did as a family, and we did it well, and we still do it, is we eat, right? And, and food <laughs> has a lot of memories, too. And... At the, at the beach, what we would do is we would um, start at one end of the boardwalk in Wildwood and we would at, walk to the other end of the boardwalk and we would eat at the same places all the way down the boardwalk. I mean, in one night we'd have ice cream and waffles and my dad would get a sausage sandwich and we'd get Max pizza and we'd get french fries with vinegar, the whole thing. I mean, the whole right. way down, we knew exactly where to stop. And so it was just what we did every single year. And so, you know, my dad's been gone for 11 years now. And it was probably three years ago where I decided that I was going to do that same thing with my daughter and my niece. And so we got in the car and we went to Wildwood for just the day. And when it was time for dinner, we started at one end of the boardwalk. Oh my goodness. And I walked them down the boardwalk according to the food that Pop-Up would have bought for us. And we ate what Pop-Up would have eaten. And boy, it, it just came alive in me. I'm sure they won't forget it. But right. it was something that really marked a, a huge tradition for us that we always laughed about. You know, we're going to Wildwood, we got to stop and get this and this and this. And so um, I know that that made an impact in my life because it was a tradition and it was fun and it was crazy. And how can we eat this much in one night kind of a thing? Just super, super fun. 
You know, memories uh, are the most fresh, Debbie, when they're happening. It's easy for me to, which is actually goes to the point of the story of taking the girls back to that moment so that we could relive it fresh in that moment. Um, but when we're talking about creating memories, uh, we need to be doing things in the moment to memorialize those emotions, those feelings, you know, re so that we can keep those memories alive. I love that you talked about pictures. Pictures are a huge way to recreate moments. And think about all the digital scrapbooks we can make now. Oh, it's gosh, so much yeah. easier. Digital remember, everything. Yeah, yeah. I remember trying to mark memories when Emily was growing up. It was a big deal. I had to go buy the stickers and I had to buy the, you know, the papers and the cutouts and the book in right. order to get all. I had to cut everything and glue everything and tape everything. I think I probably would have done many more scrapbooks if we had had access to digital scrapbooks. So, so easy to do and really so wonderful. It's a stone from the Jordan. It's something that your kids will look back on and, you know, keep it on the coffee table and, and wow, remember this, remember that. One thing my family does is whenever Dan and I travel, and this has been going on for 20 some years, no matter where we go, we buy a Christmas ornament uh, from that place. We and do the same thing. Do you? Yeah, I love we do. it. So our tree is the most mishmash looking tree yes, in the but world. But I do, I, I rem reminisce every time I put yes. something on there. And that is it. It's every Christmas when Emily and I are decorating the tree, I say, oh, remember this one? This one's from so-and-so, or you weren't here for this one, and dad and I did this, or whatnot. It's special, it's, it's a marked moment. It's stones from the Jordan. Um, I'm a big journaler. I know you are too. Mm -hmm. And journaling about precious moments um, so that those and journaling in the moment, right? Or immediately yes, after. Because, yeah, even a couple days later, it just the journal gets shorter. You forget the moment, you forget the memories, but there is something about keeping it fresh. And, and then also, you know, we have video on our phones. I think about now with my granddaughter, I video as much as I can just so I can know what her voice sounded like at every stage. She's yes. got the greatest giggle now. Yes. I wouldn't have that if I didn't video. It's not the same as seeing a picture of a smile. I get the video of it. Mm -hmm. I filmed my grandparents, um, yeah. all sets of grandparents on both sides, talking about their lives, and 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 it preserved their their intonation. You know, the, mm. what is the word? Yes, the tone yes, of their yes, voice. Yes. And their storytelling of things that took place long before I was born. Yes. But it keeps their experience alive. Yep. And that way, my children and my grandchildren will be able to look back at generations yes. and hear stories, yep. you know, that are of significance. Laura, yep. I remember, um, you know, we talk about these digital pictures. Remember slides back yes. in the yes. 60s and 70s? And, yes. And our family highlight on them, like, we didn't have, like, a movie night, right? It was... It was just a very different age back then, but we had family slide showing night mm -hmm, with the mm -hmm. screen that you pulled up and we love doing that because it mm. sparked conversation and, and the memory storytelling continued. Yeah. Even uh, last weekend I sat with my mother-in-law for uh, an hour or so and she was digging out all the old pictures of mm. generations I certainly never knew yeah. on their side of the family telling the stories and it's it's part of preserving Yes. what has happened in your past yes 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 and even as i just think of something that we did every night is and i know it's difficult for people to do in this day and age with life the way it is but we ate dinner together every single night oh, wow. and yeah that doesn't happen these days it, it really doesn't it's it's difficult i know that and um we ate dinner together every single night my mom 
pretty much made the same thing on Monday that she, you know, and then made the same things on Tuesday and the same things on Wednesday. So there was a routine there. But our conversation at the dinner table was always, um, you know, tell me about when you were growing up, mom or dad, or laughing about things that had happened. There was a lot of laughter there. And just the, my dad was a major exaggerator. So the stories that he would tell, and you know him, you know. I do. Uh, the stories that he would tell about his childhood that we knew were just spiced up for our benefit. Um, just the laughter around that. So I'm not sure if his childhood legacy that I I know of is really the real Accurate deal. Accurate or not, right? but it's what you remember. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, it's what I'm passing on. So um, I love those moments. It's just a simple thing. It's just like, come on, it's dinner time. You know, we're outside playing, hear my mom yelling out, time to eat. We'd all run back and we knew we were going to be in for a good time. You know, you don't need to cross a Jordan River to make a memory, right? Right. The, we're going to have memories that are big like that. But I think sometimes as parents, we can be guilty thinking, I need to create this fantastic yes. experience. Yes. And even though I really shouldn't afford this right now, I have to give my kids this vacation to the moon, yes. you know, kind yes, of experience. Yes. Memories don't have to cost a lot. So yes. if you're looking as your goal to create significant moments, why don't you start back to think of your own childhood? What were some of the things that you're still carrying, that you're still saying, these are some of my favorite moments? I'll bet you can't tell me all the detail about the experience itself, but you could tell me more about who you were with and how yep. they made you feel. Yep. The details, they come out of... Of, of feeling loved, feeling valued, feeling like the person you were with was absolutely present there with you versus, um, you know, we went on this big trip and there were fancy things everywhere. You know, back to this counsel, this camp counselor, um, the director for the kids camp that I would take the children to, every single chaperone meeting at the beginning where they're kind of setting the stage for uh, here's here's your opportunity to make a difference in a kid's life. This is what he said. He said, you, counselor, and he kind of pointed right at each of us, you are the number one positive experience mm. that campers will walk away from this mm. week with. So mm. be intentional and be present. Mm. Camp is full of like phenomenally fun stuff mm. for kids. Yes, but he yes, goes, yes. you are wow. the reason wow. they're going to love camp. So wow. be present. Look for ways to instill value and life into these children because they're going to remember you the most and you know i think back to my years of kids camp you know going overnight camp i can't tell you all the details about all the different events there's a couple things that stood out but first of all they were spiritual in nature and they and they were like something i physically experienced myself that really stands out but i can tell you the name of the counselors yes that yes, really impacted yes. my life yes that is huge it is so important to be present in every moment and you know i'm guilty of it you know i think we all are regardless of our age but especially you know of course i'm thinking about the generation that's coming up now and us it's easy to get lost in looking down at our phones rather than or looking down at any kind of technology rather than being truly present looking up and being truly present and if memories are made by being engaged with one another encouraging each other being sensitive to each other's needs then it's going to start with really creating some boundaries on the use of technology or how much we use technology yes. either in our families or ourselves personally you know it just i think our example is a big deal too not coming to the table with your phone uh not uh, having to run to tell somebody else something on text when you're in the middle of a conversation or creating a memory with somebody leave your phone at home once in a while makes a big big difference gosh and just return to the simple things 
you know, as a kid, I we the Kievers. Well, I grew up doing it, and the my Kiever boys did this, and I know their children will. As an energy burn on a rainy, cold winter day, we took a pile of socks in the middle of the room. We threw them <laughs> at each other, and you might think. How is that fun? Mm -hmm. You ask my kids, you ask me, you ask my sister. Mm -hmm. This was like a treat. This was something mm -hmm. that was behavior modification because mm -hmm. if I didn't obey and do a good job around the house, I lost the sock fight. Mm -hmm. yes, it was a yes, big yes. deal. And like that's that sounds great. like the dumbest thing in the world. Right, right. And yet that's really, it's simple and it was great memory. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I think back to um, dancing, honestly. I remember when I first met uh, Dan that he would dance with me in the kitchen and Dan is not somebody who likes to dance but he would put music on and we would dance in the kitchen and then when Emily came along you know we would dance with her and I think about even when she was uh, preteen and then an early teen dancing with her when music would come on in the kitchen so it's like dancing in the kitchen, the kitchen was kind of a common theme yeah and now I mean we spend most of our time in the kitchen in this house and what do I see Emily doing with Lily like they're constantly Aww, dancing. dancing and I don't think she's doing that because she's because she knows she's doing it because she saw it but it is just a natural response we dance in the kitchen so I guess that you know that really fits the the ticket for that one too it's it's just a great I don't know makes me happy but memories uh, are so special, you know, especially when we include the Lord. You know, when we include the Lord in our memories, whether it's a prayer or a word or the music, whatever it might be, you know, we have this amazing uh, opportunity to bring greater joy, greater encouragement, greater healing, and greater value to the to the conversation. You know, God could have told Joshua, just take the, the stones out there and set them up so you remember you crossed the Jordan. But it wasn't that. He said, take the stones there so you remember that I got mm -hmm. you through the Jordan. And when your kids ask, you can look back and not just say, oh, yeah, there was a day we crossed over the river. But no, the Lord God brought us through. Like including the Lord in our memories is, is key to making them even that much more special. We're just talking about legacy last week. You know, it, it's part of creating legacy when we include the Lord in on our memories. Um, you know, praying together as a family. These are huge things, and, it, and it, it's hard sometimes if we're going through hard things, but praying together in any memory that we're going through is just going to be the icing on the cake, the kind of thing that solidifies it all together. God um, really will reveal to each of us in the family how we're to pray um, for the ones that are in that grouping at that time. And the times when I know, and again, we get to Take it back to that song from Elevation we talked about last week too. You know, the times that I know that somebody in my family has been praying for me, especially when it's part of a special memory, it's seared in my mind. Mm -hmm. And um, there is something special when, when you hold hands with the one you love and you pray for each other. You do that in the good moments too, not just when it's hard. Yeah. You know, yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. we can really forget that God was behind this. We can start taking yep. credit for things. We worked hard and look what happened. It's like, yep. no, this was God's protection That's and right. his favor. And so to, to create those memories of being grateful, being thankful, you know, as we start to get ready to wrap this up, I keep thinking it does not take a lot of money. It does not take a lot of flashy experiences for us to make the best memories. That's it right. comes down to being intentional on being uh, present, focusing on those that you're with and that you value. Amen. And it's also, you know, giving people the opportunity collectively to be creative. Yeah. Sometimes I think even as, as a mom or the person who is kind of in charge of 
creating the memory, if we could call it that, or generating opportunities to create memories. You know, we want to sometimes control all the shots and we want the memory to look a particular way, like the scrapbook page that we envision. And yet it's so important for allowing all, to allow all the parties involved, even the kids who may not want to do it the way we want to do it, you know, asking each of them, what would be special to you? What would make this a lasting memory for you if we were to do uh, something you wanted in this day too? And the shock piece is that everyone's perspective is so different so you're expecting that person to go well this is what will yes. make it so meaningful yes. and they say something that is so out of the box different you kind of look at them like really that's important yeah. to you and they're like well you just <laughs> asked me what was important to me yes that yes. is important i want to make sure we do this you know when we're in maine as a family i can remember this for years my mom would sit everybody down the first night and say what is a really what's most important for you to make sure we do this week mm, so mm. that we had to make our schedule based on somebody wanted to hunt for crabs and someone to nice. throw rocks and and nice. everybody got to at least check the box of their favorite activity that's awesome that's awesome when you think about how many um thousands of dollars have been spent on big vacations you know and then you can ask the same kid uh you know what was your highlight of this big elaborate amazing vacation and it could be you know chasing down birds or chasing pigeons in the park uh, while yeah. you were on the, the trip you know or the simple thing that the, that cost nothing the free thing we could have stayed so, home and chased birds exactly exactly so really it is the simple things that create some amazing memories I think of the uh, five-day camp trip with all these kids. I mean, they had inflatables and rafting and, I mean, tons of fun. I was overhearing them talk when we were back at church uh, a couple weeks later, and somebody said, what was your favorite part about camp? You know what they said? The what? van ride. <laughs> that is the pretty fun. van ride. It was a two-hour <laughs> van ride. I'm like, we could have just driven the van it. For I three hours, it. and that would have been I like enough for you. That's great. I love it. That's awesome. Well, you know, as we as we really are wrapping up today, um, just closing this out, we just want to encourage you as we are, you know, into June, we're into the summer. Uh, you know, don't overcomplicate. And we're speaking to ourselves here. The <laughs> the making of a powerful memory. We all want to create memories. We all want to create significant moments. And it's so easy, honestly, with social media and comparison and all that stuff. It's so easy to want to make the moment you saw somebody else create, but use these uh, couple of guidelines as you think about creating memories uh, with your family or your group um, this summer. You know, memories are made of hands-on experiences. Do something together where you're using your hands. Do, do something where you're building or creating something together. Find a way to document the memory that you're creating or that you created so that you can revisit it together. So important. Uh, simple experiences often make the most impactful moments like we've shared about today. There's something about going back to the basics. The simple stuff is what gets seared in our memory. It's just amazing. So keep it simple as much as you can. Include the Lord in your, in your faith, in these conversations, in these memories. You know, keep that, that spiritual legacy going as you're creating memories uh, this summer. And the final thing, uh, just to remember, kind of wrapping up and, and thinking about the things we've talked about, the best memories are made by you being present, right? Mm -hmm. Not by flash, not by money, not by the things we can do or say or buy or what everybody else is doing. It's all about just being present in that moment, present in that memory. 
our kids will remember it, those around us will remember it, our friends will remember it, and those are the things that we'll look back on someday and not say, I wish I hadn't had my head in the phone during that. Wish I hadn't been on that email. I wish I had been present in that moment. We don't want regrets when we're looking back, right? We want to be able to say we were present in what God called us to do. Well, we, as we wrap this up and we've got our family vacations, I'm going to make sure that I uh, document on Instagram or Facebook throwing rocks and everybody <laughs> yes, should say, yes, 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 carrying on I the tradition. It. I love uh, it. But this has been fun. We have one more week, Laura, um, for a podcast when we come back and it's building up spiritual disciplines in our lives. Yep, so that'll right. be next so week. So important. Yeah. So thanks for joining us today. We're so glad that you're here. For Laura Prano and Debbie Kiever, we just say thank you. We love you. If you have any ways that you'd like to have us encourage you, you can reach out to us at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com, and we will follow up with you. So thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Enjoy making memories. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that he has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.